Gavin Mondro here, Coach Dro, the head women's basketball coach at Cleary University. Oh, by the way, as I start building our new basketball program at Cleary University, in which we will compete in the WAC Conference next season, if you know any young woman that is interested in a fantastic business degree and wants to play for an open-minded, positive coach, send her my way. Welcome back to the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast, the podcast where we advocate coaches and help young coaches learn from the coaches telling these stories. Today, we are talking to Coach Antonio Capaldi. Coach Capaldi is currently an assistant coach for Coach Sammy Stormont at Alma College. And everyone knows Coach Capaldi as simply Coach Tone. Coach Tone was named an assistant coach with Alma College and their women's basketball program this past summer before coming to this Division Three basketball program. Coach Tone was an assistant coach for Coach Kiefer Haffey at Concordia in the WAC Conference. And before transitioning to the women's basketball coaching ranks, Coach Tone was a student assistant coach at Madonna University with their men's basketball program. Oh, by the way, Coach Tone was a great player for Coach Noel Emenheiser at Madonna, a product of Bishop Foley High School in the Detroit Catholic League. Coach Tone would go on to play in college at both Macomb Community College and Madonna University. You're going to hear some outstanding thoughts in this conversation. However, get ready to be inspired when Coach Tone talks about his mom passing away and his love and affection for his two sisters and how his mom's death inspired him to coach women's basketball. This is a high-level conversation from a tremendous young basketball coach and an even better young man. Finally, wait to hear Coach Tone talk about positive energy. Do you know that energy is the world's currency? You will soon find out why. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you are currently listening. Remember, we are everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Please keep telling your coaching friends about this podcast. The bigger audience we can create, the bigger impact we can make with younger coaches. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter at Coach Kevin Dro. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. By the way, if you need fall gear and uniforms, for this season or for the spring AAU season, check out my show notes and connect with Moneyball Sportswear today. Enter the promo code DRO and gear up. If you're looking for a great book to read and you've heard episode 87 with Coach Rob Murphy, then you have to grab a copy of the book Deep, The Life of Rob Murphy, Alive with Purpose. See my show notes for how you can secure a copy of this amazing book by Coach Murph. Finally, if you're looking for a great book to pre-order, pre-order Rashad Phillips' book, Basketball Position Metric. Rashad breaks down how the evolution of basketball has called for updated terminology for player positions. See my show notes for how you can pre-order this amazing book by this incredible basketball mind. Enough of Coach Dro. Let's get to Coach Antonio Capaldi, Coach Tone, and share his story. Coach Tone, why do you coach? I coach because I love helping young lives. Coaching, there's a certain love that you have for it. I think it brews from having great coaches come before you. I've been blessed in my entire career to have such great mentors. I mean, starting with high school. I mean, I have Mark West, Isaiah Novak were both my high school coaches. Moving to college under Jim Twig and Chris Shepard. Chris Shepard is now at Henry Ford having a successful program. And then moving on to Madonna under Noel Heiser and Adam Kerfoot. I mean, I've had a plethora of great men that have taught me the game the right way, taught me how to do things the right way. And it's kind of led me into to coaching now, being able to give back to young lives, able to enjoy 
the process of helping the next generation become the best version of them. I think for anyone being in my position of a young coach, it comes from the ones who come before you. So the reason why I coach is because I'm giving back just like how the ones that before me gave back to me. So Tone, you're 25 years old. Most young coaches are driven about wins and losses. And obviously you just listed a great group of coaches that mentored you. But this idea of impacting, shaping lives, like truly, how does this come about in a 25-year-old coach's mind? I think it's the approach that comes from just being a young kid who grew up in a situation where, you know, it wasn't the safest or wasn't the healthiest. And you look to kind of be that foundation for a kid who may come from that same story or that same background. I have always had the goal of helping every student athlete who comes across my path understand that basketball is a vehicle and life is this giant road that you have to navigate. And basketball is just here to take you from point A to point B and obviously to take you the rest of the way. The mentors that I've had before me have always told me that, you know, basketball never really truly defines you. And I think in this generation, you know, with social media and a lot of the noise and distractions of this generation can get caught up in, you know, basketball is me instead of thinking that basketball has helped to create a version of me. So with that being said, my goal is to help, you know, young lives understand that just because you come from a certain background, just because you come from a certain story doesn't mean that you can't achieve what you want to achieve, which is, you know, helping make the world a better place. So before we dive into your current role at Alma, everyone that I talk to about you talk about your love for the game. You mentioned a little bit about your background growing up. You mentioned high school, going to Macomb, playing for the great Noel Emmenheiser. But when did you truly fall in love with the game of basketball? I think around the age of 11 or 12. And I know that sounds kind of different from most of say they fell in love with the game at a younger age, you know, four or six or eight. For myself, I was a, a three-sport kid growing up. Football actually was my first sport, but I actually grew more vertically than I did horizontally. And basketball kind of became the love that I had. It may sound funny to some people, but I came across the movie Space Jam with the original Michael Jordan in it. And there's something about that movie that connected with me. I think it's just the way that Ozzy Michael portrayed himself in the movie. And with me being a young kid, like Looney Tunes was great too. But I think around that time in my life, my parents divorced. You know, I was the oldest of three with my young, two younger sisters. And I was having to kind of be a leader or grow to be a leader quickly. And basketball was the first sport that gave me the opportunity to really become a leader. And it wasn't just by me scoring a lot of points or rebounding or playing defense. It was just a way of me just to show my character. You know, you show up every day for practice on time. You work your hardest and touch every line on sprint. You communicate at a high level on both ends of the floor. I think around that time, 12, 13, 14, was when I really understood that like basketball could basically take me out of the situation that I'm in and put me in a situation where I feel confident in being the best version of myself. So, Tony, you grew up in East Point. You went to Bishop Foley Catholic High School. Talked about going to Macomb. You're a really good player at, at Madonna University, an NAI program in the WAC. After your playing career ends, you become a student assistant coach. How much did it mean to you that Coach Emmenheiser gave you this start in the profession? It meant a lot to me. To speak on Coach Noel's character, he is one of the most upstanding men I've ever had a chance to associate myself with. Coach Noel's approach to the craft is truly what sold me into the business. The way he approaches his preparation, the way he treats his family, the way he treated us as young men and reminded us that you know, basketball, again, doesn't define us. It, it allows us to be the best version of ourselves and to express ourselves. And the things he taught us along the way is what just I admired from a young, you know, college athlete 
when he gave me the opportunity to jump on the staff, actually it was the year we won the WAC championship, led by so many great players with Dwight Burton, Josh Reynolds, two in the IL Americans, Henry Spate, who was a Juco All-American, Mark Meddy, who's in Kodan, one of the best bigs in Madonna history. That team was so loaded with talent. Juwan Hampton was one of the best six men in the WAC that year. That team, and just to be a coach with so much talent on that team, allowed me to truly see like almost the pinnacle of what it takes to build a program from the ground up and truly make it into what it is today. Going back in the history of Madonna and watching how Coach Noel was a player and he came back and coached at a young age and built it from, you know, basically around my age, he got the head coaching job. It was just something that I, again, truly admired. And the fact that he was allowed me to be on staff and to be part of a championship team and, and actually to receive a ring and cut down the net, it, it meant a whole lot to me. and showed me that with hard work, with preparation, with patience, uh, with a lot of love and a lot of care and coaching the kids hard and loving them harder, that's the product of what you can get. And obviously to this day, he's still having high success with the program and building it to what it is right now. Everyone that I speak to about you, and I've seen it, talks about your energy. Coach Tone's energy is off the charts. Why is energy so important to you as a young assistant coach? Energy is what I personally believe that the world, it's like the world's currency. I think if you walk into any room, it could be a business meeting, it could be a, a classroom, it could be, you know, obviously your locker room. Energy is super contagious. I think if any of us young coaches walk in a room and we feel a kid is upset, we feel one of our staff members is upset, you can literally feel the weight in the room. But when you walk into a room and you see a young staff member who's excited about his job, who loves the details, or even a young kid on your team who's doing, you know, feeling the exact same thing, it's so contagious. Energy is something that can constantly be given. You know, in this game of basketball, a lot of things are kind of in the unknown, making or missing shots decision making on the floor, a balance going this way or that way off the rim. I mean, there's so many things that are unknown, but the one thing that has always been constant in the game for as far as we can go back is the energy and the love for it. I think for any young head coach looking to work his way up the ladder, your energy will sell you to any program or any job you're looking to get. I think, especially in the recruiting game, I think parents and, and young athletes can really feel like like, hey, this person really loves what they do and they love the program that they're at and they love the university that they're at or the college that they're at. So I think energy is something that I think will be forever in the need of the game because it's always something that you can be replenished. I think skills and our bodies can fall to the wayside after you continue to get older, but energy is something you can always give back to the game. Energy being a currency. I love that. Never heard that before. Where did that come from? Something I just kind of made up in my head, I guess you can say. It's funny you mention that because people tell me all the time, it's um, it's like, where do you come up with some of this up coast tone? I'm like, to be honest, I don't know. I just sit here and I, and I write about it and I think about it. I'm like, energy and currency and something that's always, you know, given and taken. So I'm like, energy, currency, and it kind of fit hand in hand, I guess you can say. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Let's follow up. Let's stay with energy. And I'm really intrigued by this positive energy. How do you balance energy with teaching? Like, how do you manifest this positive energy in your coaching vocabulary? How do you put it all together? That's that old saying, and you're, you're really young, but you know, coaches will be like, how can you be positive? You're too soft. Like bring this all together <laughs> practically on the floor for me. Well, that's a great question. That is a fantastic question. I think it all refers back to your love. I think one thing that any great in any business or any sport has is a love. And I think love is the foundation that creates the positive energy and with that positive energy comes positive coaching with positive coaching comes the proper verbiage to preach to 
a young athlete. I have been in those discussions of being too positive in my past and how do I balance being stern with a player and not coddling them too much. And I think the balance for me is they know where the love of the game comes from and where the love of life comes from. And they and I constantly remind them that I coach you hard and I love you harder. And that's really the root of how I put it all together is that these young athletes understand when they look at me and they see me walk in the gym and they know like, like Coach Stone's going to come in here on his A game. He's going to come in here fired up, ready to go. And obviously we want to match that and try to be at the level he's at. But I think as a young coach, sometimes you have to meet a child or meet a young kid where they're at and show them where the energy comes from. And I always refer back to my love of life and love for the game. What about self-reflection? Why are you always striving to be a better coach? Another great question. (laughs) I'm always striving to be a better coach because I'm striving to continue to make the world a better place. I think the minute we as a coaching community stop loving and wanting to learn to be better is the minute we should all step away from the game. I think with any amount of focus and sacrifice towards something, you're naturally going to learn more about yourself and about the task that you're looking to complete. I think with me continuing to work on my craft allows me the opportunity to not just coach basketball players, but to one day become a great husband and a great father and a great uncle or a great godfather or whatever the case may be. And coaching is literally life. I couldn't tell you the amount of just adults in my life who weren't basketball coaches who essentially are coaching me through a life situation, even though they have not the recollection of what they're actually doing. You know, so I think the reason I become a better coach today is because I know that this coaching foundation is going to help me become one day the man I want to become for my family. How do you make this transition? You know, you're at Madonna, student assistant coach, where I first met you, and a lot of it is through your sister, who's going to be a freshman now at Eastern Michigan for the women's basketball program with Coach Fred Castro. But how did you now transition to women's basketball? It's a beautiful story I tell. I lost my mother in the year 2020, June 2020. During this time, it was a rough year for everybody. COVID allowed us to really sit down and reflect on where we are with our current lives and where we want to strive to be. My mother passed, and usually, depending on the person, people kind of go two different ways. They can go and they kind of crawl into a shell and kind of really get stuck in a rut or, you know, obviously sadness and missing that loved one. Or there's some people who go out and they try to give to other people through the pain that they have. And the way I transitioned into the women's side of the game was through my mother's passing and pouring back into my sisters. I couldn't tell people the feelings I had at the time because everything happened so fast. But all I knew in that moment was my family needed me and my sisters needed me. And I just poured every amount of sadness or hurt or pain that I had from losing my mother into my sisters. And lo and behold, God works in mysterious ways, turns into this opportunity where I am right now at Alma College. It's a remarkable story. It's an incredible story. And I thank my mom every day for the opportunity that she guides me down my path. And the reason or the way I transitioned into this game was a losing of a loved one, but the, the opening of a talent that I never knew I had. It's a beautiful answer. I think I know how you're going to answer this. What has been the difference between coaching men and now coaching women? To be honest with you, there really isn't much of a difference. And, and we hear these debates all the time. And right. basketball to me is just basketball. I think both sides of the game have a lot in common in the sense of accountability, doing things the right way, habit. You know, those three things I think specifically are what the, both of the games strive on. And the transition for me going from coaching 
you know, college guys to coaching, or excuse me, college men to college women, there really much of a difference. It's the same thing. College men want to be held accountable and they want to become better versions of themselves and, and college women want to be held accountable and become a better version of themselves as well. So to be honest, you know, in my personal opinion, there isn't really much of a difference. You know, basketball is basketball. That rim is 10 feet high. That court is 94 feet long. And, and both sides look to compete to win a game. And I think that's kind of the way I look at you know, the men's and the women's side of college sports. Yep. That's or college basketball, excuse me. That's how I knew you'd answer the question. Thing <laughs> I pre recording, you said something to me that I wrote down and then you just said it again. And I that's something else that I love. Building habits. Talk to me about this. I will say this building habits is a lifelong journey. I think people that continue to work on their habits even past their coaching career are remarkable people. And I think for myself, the habit really started to make itself known to me kind of like in my first year of college, playing under Jim Twig in a system that, you know, transition basketball was key, staying in shape was key, defensive intensity was key. You had to be in shape. In order to be in shape, your habits have to be in the proper position, you know, getting the right amount of sleep, eating the best you possibly can, hydration, having a proper time management schedule for your classes or and your workouts and things of that nature. And I think moving into coaching, it became more of a responsibility to me because now I'm not a player anymore. My mind is the most important piece of the puzzle. You know, if I don't get, again, the right amount of sleep, hydration, food, you know, I'll be reading the right books to stimulate ideas or thoughts, you know, the things I listen to, music or motivational speeches or, or other coaching a podcast like yourself, you know, allow me to stay in the right mind frame of, of the time that I'm in. So I guess to answer the question, to not jump around it, habits create your success. And I usually tell a lot of my players there's a formula that I created, you know, habits equal your confidence and then equals your success. So I think your habits help your success and your success kind of helps create your confidence and the kind of cycle kind of continues itself. So this past summer, you were hired as an assistant coach at Elma College for Coach Sammy Storman. Who's Coach Sammy? Coach Sammy is a legend. <laughs> she is remarkable. She's been in the program for six years, two years as an assistant, is the fourth year as a head coach, and she has some of the most amazing approaches to the game that I've ever seen. Coach Sammy comes in the office every day with a how can I get better mindset? How can I make this team better mindset? And her approach of coaching the girls hard and loving them harder and the way she builds relationships with recruits and the way she builds relationships with her staff and the, even the athletic department at Alma College is truly amazing to watch. Coach Sammy has been a blessing in my life. And she has helped me continue to hone and shape my craft as a young coach and help, you know, obviously a lot of weaknesses that I have in, in my coaching, I guess my coaching belt, if you want to say. And she has just been a rock. I say this now, we can put this on the record. Coach Sammy is going to go down as one of the greatest coaches in Michigan history. And I say that with everything in me and every amount of love in me because there are not many coaches built and equipped like her. Sounds like a podcast waiting to happen there. 100%. What have you so far appreciated about Division Three basketball? I guess it's the work-life balance. This being my first year in the NCAA, coming from an NAI school, the biggest difference between NAI and NCAA is obviously the rule change. NAI, there's a lot of things you can do when it comes to recruiting or talking to recruits. I think Division Three basketball, and even going Division Two and Division One, I, I think it allows you to build the life that you're looking to build outside of your sport. Obviously, we're having times off and certain times you can talk to recruit, certain ways you can talk to recruit. I think it's like a, it's a very even and level playing field. So I think with Division Three, it allows for a great 
not as a work life, but I think a school life balance as well for a lot of the young student athletes. I mean, even here at Alma College, there are so many things that students can do away from their sport, whether it's club or it's doing service projects in the community. There's so many things that, you know, these students can do here that maybe at some other small NAI schools, you know, maybe either didn't have the opportunity to do. So here at the Division Three level, I think it's really cool that the institutions allow their students not just to be student athletes, but also to be great influencers in their communities as well. So we mentioned before you got to Alma, you spent two years with Coach Kiefer Haffey at Concordia. And Coach Kiefer is a rising star in the Division One business right now. He's at Detroit Mercy. I frequently text him daily, I think about, <laughs> since I'm at the NAIA level. But one of the things I admire about Kiefer is he's an out-of-the-box thinker, and he also has an incredible passion for recruiting. But what did you really learn from Coach Kiefer? Do what you love and love what you do. That's the best way I can describe Kiefer Happy. Kiefer took a young man like myself and saw potential. And he was the first coach in the business to really look at me and say, there is something special in you. And you can have something in this career, in this platform. And I've heard it before from other coaches in my past that, you know, I could be a great coach or a great teacher. But when Coach Kiefer hired me at Concordia, it was a different feeling. His passion, his energy was something that made me feel comfortable being who I was. Kiefer is very comfortable in who he is, and he's very proud of who he is. And that's kind of what's helped him make this incredible rise from where he was to Detroit Mercy. And Coach Happy just has a dying love for his players, school, the administration, you know, for the, for the game itself. And I think Detroit Mercy did a great job of, of hiring him because they're getting somebody who loves the city of Detroit, loves the state of Michigan, loves good basketball, and loves to build. I think he's someone that can help build any program, and he's someone that can bring a lot of value to a program when it comes to not just, you know, coaching X's and O's and, and skill development, but also the social media aspect. He taught me how to make really great graphics for Twitter and Instagram and, and how the importance of this generation and social media can kind of help reach out to recruit and being able to recruit that way as well. So Kiefer taught me a lot about just the ins and outs of the game and when it comes to you know being proud of who you are and also the importance of staying true to your roots. I want to circle back real quick. You basically spelled it out that Coach Kiefer really believed in you as a coach, what were the conversations he had with you to help you become who you are as a coach? Oh man, there are so many, so many. I think there was one conversation that we had. It was after a game that we played. I mean, my nerves were always all over the place. I mean, from preparation to scouting reports. I mean, I was, I was a nervous wreck my first year. And we had a game the late in the January and. There was a situation where for the first time that year, I was like able to kind of step up and make a call for like an adjustment during the game. To that point in the year, I was kind of iffy on like when to say it or like when should I say it. And I was struggling with that portion. And all of a sudden, just kind of something came over me and I just kind of made that call. And I'm like, hey, Coach Happy, let's make this adjustment. And the adjustment was made and we ended up winning that ball game in the later half of the third and in the fourth quarter. We kind of just took off running with it. And we were in the office after the game and he looked at me and he said, he, it sounds so simple. He really just said, you're something special. Like, there's something special about you. And I'm sitting there like, like, what do you mean? I just, I just made like a simple adjustment to kind of help the team. He's like, he's like, I didn't see it. And our G at the time didn't see it. He's like, that helped us. And he went on to describe about the importance of how I can see details beyond maybe how some others can see it. And for myself at that point, I began to really embrace 
the love of details of the game when it comes to games within a game. For a prime example, the importance of setting really good screens, the importance of having a proper jab step and creating space, the importance of coming off a ball screen, shoulder to shoulder, change of speed, and reading different help sides. I mean, the game within the game was so important to me, and I had no clue that I had that skill set until he pointed it out to me. And I think at that point, it kind of gave me something to hang my hat on, like, hey, I'm a guy that brings a lot of energy, and I just love the analytical detail side of the game of watching things happen before they happen. And I think at that very moment when he told me that I have a really good eye for detail and I have a really good eye for feeling a game, I think that's when everything kind of connected for me. Early on in the conversation, you said you attack recruiting with positive energy, recruits love, hearing a positive coach. What has been your mindset right now, Tony, creating your own recruiting approach? The simple word of relating, that's the key word I can give you is relating. As we continue to grow in this coaching game, sometimes we get disconnected from what the youth or what, you know, what the players are actually doing outside of the game of basketball. So my biggest way of recruiting is just relating to the kids. Prime example, there are some young athletes who eat, sleep, and breathe basketball, and you can talk X's and O's, and you can talk offensive schemes and defensive schemes and, and what the WNBA or college basketball is happening in that mix. And then there are some recruits where they just got back from homecoming and they want to show you their homecoming photos, or they want to talk about how they went on a family trip with their parents to Florida, or they went to California, and you're just going to relate about how, like myself, I've never been that far west before. So tell me all about California and how great it is, you know? So I think it's all about relating to the kids and being able to, for them to know, like, you don't just see them as a number or as a basketball player. You see them as, as someone that can potentially make your life better and potentially someone that can make community at your school better. So I think that the biggest thing for recruiting for me is with the positive energy comes relating. And I mean, the secret gem I can give to young coaches is know how to use gifts. You know, the little images that you can use on an iPhone when you can like send it to kind of help, I guess, express more emotion in a text message. I personally feel I begin to master that trait. <laughs> and a lot of the recruits, just absolutely love it because it just gives them a kick to laugh at and gives them something to say like, hey, Coach Tone can relate to myself. And it just it gives them something to smile about and talk about. And, and I think it just makes the, the situation easier for them because you got to remember this too. Like these are all super young kids and there's a lot of stress for them to make a very, very big decision for the next four years of their career. So if I can help make it as easy as possible and as lighthearted as possible and be like, hey, like, you know, we want you here at Alma College and we want you to to continue to grow on and off the floor. And, and if you can trust in me and trust in Coach Sammy and, and the rest of our staff and our program to continue to grow here, then we hope this is the place for you. So I guess cycle up my answer. Relating is definitely the, the best approach, in my personal opinion. So, Coach Tone, I always end the podcast. What are some simple tips for young coaches? The great ones, again, I'm, I referred to this earlier in the podcast, the great ones love what they do. I think the minute you stop loving the preparation, the minute you stop loving caring for the kids, the minute you stop loving the excitement of the game day, the minute you stop loving the opportunity to get up and be in a place where you're going to, you know, help young lives become better. I think that's my best advice for any young coach. Love what you do, have a super contagious amount of positive energy. And I think the last thing is be willing to be coached. I think this is one that might hit home with a few because a lot of us young coaches may have an ego and we may think, oh, we have all the answers for skill development or X's and O's or recruiting. But there are some things in this business you just don't know. And if you are willing to ask questions and to be coached by other coaches, 
you're going to go so far in this business. And if you continue to believe in yourself and love yourself and take care of yourself, then you'll be able to give as much as you possibly can to this game. And this game is going to give everything it can back to you. So to sum it up in those three points, have a lot of love for what you do, have a lot of positive and contagious energy, and be able to be coached. Well, Coach Tone, I think you know I love young coaches, and I also love helping younger coaches. But I'm constantly right now searching for young coaches to simply try to advocate and help their career. And you can't be 25. It is like impossible. <laughs> you know, your mindset just is truly incredible. Love your energy. Love your thoughts on coaching. I love how you pay the respect to the coaches that you work for and have also played a part in getting you to where you are right now. And I love how you impact young people. As we've talked, I just keep on thinking about how proud your mom truly must be. Wishing you the best of luck this year at Alma. I'm so appreciative that you would take some time out of your schedule to help young coaches. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. I thank you for doing what you're doing. I think this podcast is something that a lot of young coaches and coaches all alike could listen to and continue to learn from. And we have to all remember that we're all in this business, not just because we love the game, but we love helping young people. And if we all continue to have the mindset of this is for the next generation, we're going to continue to give back how we need to give back. So thank you for everything that you do as well for the game and for the community as well. Thanks, Coach. That was a great conversation with Coach Antonio Capaldi. Here are some things that I love that Coach Tone said. I love helping young lives. It grew from having great coaches come before me. Basketball truly never defines you. Energy is the world's currency. Energy is contagious. Energy is something that can be constantly given. I coach you hard, and I love you harder. How about the story? How Coach Tone transitioned from coaching men to now women. Coach Tone, yes indeed, a truly beautiful story. Building habits is a lifelong journey, and habits create your success. Do what you love, love what you do. There is something special in you. Coach Kiefer said to Coach Tone, you are something special. Embrace the love of details. And I love when Coach Tone said, the game within the game. I thought there were some amazing tributes from Coach Tone to Coach Sammy, Coach Noel, and Coach Kiefer in this podcast. Relating in recruiting, relating to the kids, and how to use gifts on the iPhone. The great ones love what they do. Love what you do. Have a super contagious positive energy and be willing to be coached. Thank you, Coach Antonio Capaldi, Coach Tone, for sharing your story. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you are currently listening. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter at Coach Kevin Dro. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. Again, if you're looking for high-quality gear and uniforms, check out Moneyball Sportswear. I can't say this enough. If you're looking for a great book to read, another great story, you have to grab a copy of the book Deep, The Life of Rob Murphy, Alive with Purpose. Finally, pre-order Rashad Phillips' book, Basketball Position Metric. Stay safe. I can't say this enough. Be you. Keep coaching. Oh, and don't forget, if you have a young woman in your life that is interested in a great business degree and wants to be coached by a positive, open-minded coach, please send her information to Coach Dro. And see you on the next episode of the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast.